April is just days away. Monday is the first day of the new month. Welcome into Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent, where we do a public service announcement from time to time, including letting you know when the month is winding down and when a new month is set to begin. Maybe you've you've got some bills to pay in just a few days. You might want to get on top of things. We are running out of time in the month of March, but we're not running out of time on the Y'all Show with the General because we've got great stuff coming your way today. Hey, did you know, because it is March, it's March Madness time. And in the next segment, Jonathan Leifheit of CBS Sports Digital and 24-7 Sports will be our very, very special guest with the ACC Spotlight. Five ACC teams remain in March Madness. We'll get Jonathan's take. And also, the folks out in the desert are predicting which one of these 16 teams has the greatest chance to win the national championship here in a few days. No surprise who that ACC team is, but what about the rest of the field in March Madness, especially the ACC? We'll talk to Lifehite about that coming up in just a few minutes. Plus, we've got some sad news on the ACC football front as a Georgia Tech player was found dead over the weekend. We told you about this on the show from yesterday, but we've got more info coming in from Jonathan Lifehite about this sudden passing of a 21-year-old from Brentwood, Tennessee, originally, a senior there at the Institute. We'll have info on that, plus other football-related ACC notes and a look at this weekend's ACC baseball schedule, all in our Atlantic Coast Conference Spotlight, coming up later this hour. When we go to Hour 2, we've got hashtag hullabaloo coming your way to get things going, and we have some really fun stuff there. And in fact, one of them is very timely. It's about Jesse Smollett, the actor that just got acquitted or his charges dropped, I guess would be the better term, on Tuesday up in Chicago. And I saw something on social media last night that I just had to share with all y'all today. So we'll have that plus a lot of other Southern greatness coming in hashtag hullabaloo today. That's where we go find good stuff on social media. Plus, in Hour 2, Precious Harris will be back in the saddle with the Nashville Music Line. What's going on in Music City, USA? Well, Precious will tell us all about it coming up in Hour 2. You don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss out on your chance to connect with us here on the All Southern Program with General John Rawl. Our number is 803-816-1170. On the internet, you can find us at y'all.com, the all-new y'all.com, with some awesome stories, including the city of Tuscaloosa, Alabama, celebrates its bicentennial this weekend. And you can go on right now and learn what all is going to be going on in T-Town to celebrate the fact that Tuscaloosa turns 200 years old. Remember, Tuscaloosa was one of Alabama's state capitals prior to going to Montgomery, the capital of the state of Alabama. The great state of Alabama was once in Tuscaloosa. That's why they put the university there, I think, in the 1830s is when it was created. And you can still see the remnants of the old Alabama state capital in downtown Tuscaloosa. They have a little park there. Check it out next time you're in the home of the Crimson Tide. That is Tuscaloosa, Alabama, turning 200. And we've got an article right there at y'all.com that you can learn so much more about it. On Instagram and on Twitter, we are at y'all show. We want to hear from you. And that is the way to connect with us here on this Wednesday. Hope y'all are doing good. And yeah, just kind of, as we said, kind of marching through March, almost to April. 
Hopefully your day was well today and, and it's going good so far. I got to tell you a funny story that happened to me yesterday morning. I don't know about you, but as I've gotten older, I am so much more, I guess, cautious of sounds, especially when I'm asleep. I, I wake up pretty easily. And a funny thing happened on Tuesday morning. I could have sworn there was a sound within my place that I heard, and it woke me up around 7 in the morning. Now, I was not awake at that time because I had a late night on Tuesday morning or Monday night slash Tuesday. So I usually get up around 7, but at this morning, I was not not really asleep. I was just hanging out in the bed, kind of waking up. Y'all know the process. Well, I heard this sound, and I'm like, what in the world? That better not be some kind of animal here. And it, it just struck me that maybe I should look out the window, and sure enough, I did, and the sound I heard wasn't something coming from within. There was a guy down the street from my home, my abode, and he was digging through a garbage can, and he was throwing cans out on the pavement at 7 o'clock in the morning. And this guy, I guess, was a maybe a homeless guy. I'm not sure, but he had a one of those reflective vests that you see people wear when they're working on the highway. Well, this guy wasn't working on the highway at 7 in the morning. And evidently, according to a friend of mine, he's been known to do this kind of stuff before. So not exactly the kind of scene that I want to be awakened to, but that's my story. And believe it or not, yesterday, even though I had that wake me up, the rest of the day, it went pretty well, all things considered. So no complaints here. But that is the first time in my 18 years, and I'm just kidding on that. I'm a little bit more than 18 years old. First time I've ever been awakened by somebody digging through a garbage can outside. Just saying. Just saying. We start the headlines today from Vice President Mike Pence. This could be great news for the Space Corridor in Florida, as well as maybe Huntsville and perhaps Houston, Texas, as Mike Pence has called for the U.S. to land astronauts on the moon in five years. And he made this speaking, he made this announcement speaking at the National Space Council in Huntsville. And he said NASA rockets and lunar landers will be replaced by private craft. And he said that he's calling for astronauts to land on the moon on an accelerated pace that would aim to put Americans on the lunar south pole. Mike Pence saying that we're going to go to infinity and beyond, perhaps. Now, the earliest possible landing on the moon by NASA isn't until 2028, Pence said. He acknowledged talent and money will be necessary to pull it off earlier. But what is this, five years? That'd be the year 2024? The vice president wants Americans on the moon, but maybe not totally, but greatly financed by private individuals. Again, speaking at the National Space Council meeting in Huntsville, Alabama on Tuesday. Well, I'm all for that. Now, I'm a little scared of heights, so I have a hard time sometimes flying in an airplane. I don't know about you, but I don't know if I want to be stuck in a lunar spacecraft heading to the moon, at least until maybe they get it all figured out. But, uh, hey, that's a good lofty goal. Remember, there was a president one time in the early 1960s who said that we would put a man on the moon before the end of that decade. And John F. Kennedy, you got your wish, the late great president. Because in July of 1969, before the clock ran out on that decade, the United States, sure enough, put a man on the moon. A guy named Neil Armstrong and others have walked on the lunar surface. So you got to start out with a goal. And Mike Pence has kind of set the bar now, saying we want to put astronauts on the moon in five years. And hey, no better place than Rocket City, USA, Huntsville, Alabama, to get things going in that direction. 
How about this book deal for the mayor of Baltimore, Maryland? A $500,000 book deal, and now it's drawing intense criticism for Mayor Catherine Pugh. And she sold this book deal for a half million dollars to a health care system whose board of directors she sat on for nearly two decades. And a search is underway in the state for Healthy Holly, not a fugitive or a missing citizen, but a self-published children's book series that the mayor has authored. And since 2011, Pugh has received a half million dollars selling her illustrated books to the University of Maryland Medical Center, system rather, and a $4 billion hospital network that's one of the largest private employers in the state. So getting the book deal of a half million dollars because she's evidently selling them to the University of Maryland Medical System. Not a bad side gig there for Mayor Baltimore Catherine Pugh, but a lot of people now upset about that kind of deal going on. That's what they call the swamp right there in Baltimore, Maryland. Remember the man who killed the woman in Charlottesville, Virginia, back in 2017, James Alex Fields Jr., who was a resident of Ohio and then convicted in state court in December in the death of the anti-racism activist Heather Heyer, and he injured a lot more, about a dozen more? Well, this man is now, and he was, of course, participating in this white nationalist rally in Charlottesville, He's expected to change his plea to federal hate crime charges today. Fields has pleaded not guilty to 30 federal hate crime charges in July. And an online court docket updated on Tuesday says Fields is scheduled to appear in the U.S. District Court in Charlottesville today for a change of plea hearing. One of those charges carries the death penalty, although prosecutors had not yet announced whether they plan to seek that punishment. It's unclear what Fields' change of plea will include. A U.S. attorney who's a spokesperson there for the attorney, Thomas Cullen, said prosecutors would have no comment until after the hearing today. Attorneys for Fields did not immediately respond to request for comment. But again, the woman died and a lot more injured on that August 12, 2017 demonstration in Charlottesville, Virginia. Now, James Alex Fields, Jr., is expected to change his plea in Charlottesville, Virginia. In Oklahoma, the maker, the maker of Oxycontin has agreed to a $270 million settlement as the maker and the company's controlling family agreed to pay this unbelievable amount, $270 million, to Oklahoma to settle allegations they helped create the nation's deadly opioid crisis with their aggressive marketing of the powerful painkiller It's the first settlement to come out of the recent coast-to-coast wave of nearly 2,000 lawsuits against Purdue Pharma that threatened to push the company into bankruptcy and have stained the name of the Sackler family, whose members rank among the world's foremost philanthropists. Oklahoma Attorney General Mike Hunter said the addiction crisis facing his state and nation is a clear and present danger, and we're going to do something about it today. Nearly $200 million of the settlement will go toward establishing a national center for addiction studies and treatment at Oklahoma State University in Tulsa, while local governments will get $12.5 million. You have to think, if Oklahoma got this kind of settlement, you're going to see just about every state in the country go after OxyContin and that company come up with some kind of settlement across the nation as they try to, I guess, recover from this hit that again, this powerful drug has 
killed untold numbers of Americans. It's caused pain for untold people across the country. And Purdue Pharma should be ashamed of creating this thing, this powerful painkiller. And honestly, the doctors who prescribed it and the abuse of it all should be ashamed. There's no excuse for this drug that I first heard of back in 2001. So I would say it's less than 20 years old, at least out on the marketplace in great quantity. And now all these years later, so many lives destroyed by Oxycontin. And at least in the state of Oklahoma, they're doing something about it. This is a pretty disturbing story coming from Oklahoma as well. Authorities there say the manager of a Tulsa area Arby's restaurant has been charged in the fatal shooting of a customer who said, she said, threatened her. And Tulsa County jail records show that 25-year-old Deanna Young is being held without bond on a first-degree murder charge. And Sergeant Shane Toole of the Oklahoma police there says that Young reported to police on Saturday that a drive through customer cursed and spit at her. She asked him to leave, and then, according to Toole, the customer, 25-year-old Deshaun Talent, returned later but drove away. Young followed him and shot into his car, hitting him in the upper torso. And that man died, all because of this Arby's employee in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Just a very unfortunate deal. An Arby's spokesman says the franchise owner is cooperating with authorities but uh, sad story there from Tulsa, Oklahoma, all because of a drive through incident there in that city. Now we have from our friends at WalletHub.com, the fattest cities in America. This is this year's listing of the fattest cities in America in an article penned by Adam McCann, who's a financial writer at WalletHub. Here are your top couple of cities, and unfortunately, they're all in the South. Let's start at number 10 there's only one in the top 10 that's a yankee town the rest are all from dixie y'all ready for the the fattest cities in the country right now number 10 augusta georgia obesity and overweight rank of 31 and a food and fitness rank of number seven but all told the way these rankings stack up augusta georgia richmond county you coming in at number 10 as the fattest city in the country. Baton Rouge is number nine. The Yankee town is Toledo, Ohio. They're in the northwest corner of that state. It's number eight. Knox County, Knoxville, Tennessee. You're the seventh fattest city in America. The aforementioned Tulsa, Oklahoma checks in at number six. Mobile, Alabama, Mobile County, South Alabama, Lower Alabama. Number five, in fact, it's the number one city in the country according to the health consequences ranking from Wild Hub. Number four, Hines County, Jackson, Mississippi, the fourth fattest city in America. Number three, just up Interstate 55 from Jackson, it's Memphis, Tennessee. Number three, Memphis has the number one ranking for obesity and overweight but overall comes in as the third fattest city in the country. Number two, we take you to Northwest Louisiana, Shreveport, Bossier City, the number two fattest city in the country, according to Wallet Hub. And give me a big old drum roll. This is nothing to celebrate, actually. The number one fattest city in the entire country. We'll have to take you down to the border. McAllen, Edinburgh, and Mission, Texas. 
number one. They're the number one food and fitness rank, number two in obesity and overweight rank. McAllen, Texas, the fattest city in the entire country, according to Wallet Hub. Now, if you want to learn more how they came up with these numbers, you'll have to find this at wallethub.com. But again, not necessarily the the best of times if you're on this list. Now, at the other end of the spectrum, they only go up to the number 100 ranking. The 100 fattest city, which means, I guess, there's not that many fat people there, is San Francisco, California. But who who would want to live there? <laughs> who Who would want to live there? Uh, not me, not me, but I heard, I heard it's a pretty place, but that's your wallet hub information here on this Wednesday y'all in the natural state. They're about to replace their monuments on Capitol Hill and Washington DC and statuary hall with a couple of 20th century figures from Arkansas as it's already been voted on in the Arkansas house. They approved Tuesday, a 71 12 vote to replace the statues of the U.S. Capitol depicting Uriah Rose and James P. Clark. Rose was the 19th century attorney, and Clark was a governor and U.S. senator in the early 1900s in Arkansas. So who is likely going to become the replacements there in Statuary Hall for Arkansas? Well, if Asia Hutchinson signs this into law, the figures that will be replacing Rose and Clark in D.C., will be civil rights leader Daisy Bates and the man in black, Johnny Cash. Bates was an activist and writer who mentored the nine black children who integrated Little Rock Central High in 1957. And Johnny Cash was born in Kingsland, Arkansas. The man in black and Daisy Bates. It looks like they're going to become the newest figures inside statuary hall how about that isn't it a little bit weird that neither mississippi nor tennessee have the king of rock and roll as their fixtures now i'm going to defend all of these southern states that have past historical figures many of which have connections to the confederacy i'm all about that i think it's great but we've already seen some states replace those 19th century figures for example florida recently changed out Edmund Kirby Smith, a Confederate general who went on to be an important figure in Florida post-Civil War. I don't remember who all they replaced Smith with and others, but each state, it's up to them to figure out who their two selectees will be in Statuary Hall. And it looks like Arkansas is going to be shifting out some, some statues pretty soon. I guess they can do it on a regular basis. I don't, I don't really know all the rules, but that, Coming from the natural state. How about that? Johnny Cash. John R. Cash. Out of Arkansas. Out of the Arkansas Delta. A congressman in North Carolina says he will not seek re-election in 2020. Cody Henson, who represents Transylvania County in Congress, he announced this decision on Tuesday. Now, he was recently charged with cyber-stalking related to a domestic case. I don't know if that's the main reason, but... He wrote it was in the best interest best interest of his young children to step away from the political scene for now and be there for them. His social media post about his decision didn't mention legal problems. And he's got a court appearance Thursday of this week, but he represents Transylvania and Polk counties 
and part of Henderson County in North Carolina. And this U.S. Congressman, Cody Henson, one of the first I've heard of from the South, at least, already announcing they're not going to be seeking re-election when Congress is up for a vote again in 2020. And this is a Republican who perhaps could lose their position there in Congress. Good news if you're on the lower Mississippi, as the river evidently is falling, and the Corps of Engineers has closed a spillway near New Orleans. It's falling at New Orleans, the river that is, and crews have begun closing this flood control structure and, and diverts the river's water into a brackish lake. The process could take about 10 days to two weeks if the weather remains good. At the river's peak flow, 206 of the Bonnet Carey Spillway's 350 bays were open, pouring out, get this, nearly 6,000 cubic meters of water every second, enough to fill the Empire State Building in less than three minutes, or the Superdome in less than 10 minutes. That's a lot of water. But we know that the river's been rising, and but right now, at least around New Orleans, it looks like the Old Man River is falling, at least for at this moment it appears how about this story coming from tennessee and it affects surrounding states the name appalachian appalachian uh, well, how do you say it is, is it pronounced appalachia or appalachia lawmakers in tennessee are giving the pronunciation lesson about this word a resolution calling for an official state manual called the tennessee blue book to discuss how people in Appalachia or Appalachia talk and the Tennessee Senate panel advanced the proposal on Tuesday. It's been a push by Steve Sutherland of Morristown, Tennessee, who says Appalachian people are often misrepresented or misunderstood by society and their dialect is often disparaged. Now, I want to hear Republican Senator Steve Sutherland of Morristown in East Tennessee talk. I wonder if he sounds like a hillbilly i'm just kidding uh i had someone get really upset when i called it appalachian and they said oh no i'm from here it's appalachian i i don't know how you pronounce it but uh those who have scotch irish roots they have their own particular way of saying it and maybe the name of this own show has its appalachian roots uh, with all y'all being into y'all you all y'all Interesting discussion. Maybe we need to get Tennessee's state representative, state senator, rather, Steve Sutherland from Morristown on the Y'all Show and, and do some splaining. Hey, here's a good story coming from spring break in South Beach, Miami. 19-year-old Joshua Carraway was on spring break with friends, and while they were enjoying the beach, Mr. Joshua, the 19-year-old, started doing a spring cleaning job on the South Beach strand he says he wanted to take care of the environment and do his part and a police officer spotted josh in action and that's how a photo of him with a big old bag of trash went viral and the officer said thank you and wanted to take me to the police station to give me a certificate or something according to caraway he said he just loves the environment and wanted to clean up the earth what a great young man there in south beach picking up Lord knows what kind of trash might be there. Uh, I don't think his bag's big enough to pick up some of the human trash. And I'm not talking about the, the the byproducts of humans. I'm talking about the people that are, really are trash. And, yeah, we got some trashy people out there. I don't think there's any garbage bags quite hefty enough for that. 
Now, also in Florida, to wrap up our headlines today, a homeless man called the cops to report he paid for sex, but in the end, he got scammed. John Single, a 50-year-old, was arrested after he allegedly volunteered to police that he'd paid four people $500 for at least one of them to come in his Days Inn hotel room to engage in sexual activities. And the homeless man called 911 after the people he said he paid never showed up to his West Palm Beach hotel room. You think? <laughs> An officer arrived at the hotel where Single explained the situation and confirmed he was soliciting another person for sex. He said he decided to call police when he realized he'd been scammed. He was then arrested and charged with one count of soliciting a prostitute and not immediately clear if cops ever tracked down the alleged scammers. But I guess he was being honest. He volunteered. He paid for sex and they scammed him out of his money. All at the day's end in West Palm Beach, Florida. Poor old Mr. Sinkle. Well, that's a look at our headlines. We've got Jonathan Lifehite coming up next And we're going to talk ACC basketball, men and women's ACC hoops. And we'll tell you about the death of a Georgia Tech football player. We'll get Jonathan's latest on that as he's very close to the rambling wreck of Georgia Tech. All that ahead on Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. Wes worked hard to make his dream of playing in the NHL come true. Every day, he'd be out playing street hockey constantly. Townspeople would drive by and shout, Get out of the street! But Wes never gave up. Well, until one day when someone yelled, Get in the car! You're going to make us all late to work! Because Wes was a 43-year-old accountant and he commuted with that guy downtown. So Wes never played in the NHL. But he did hear how Geico, proud partner of the NHL, could save him money on car insurance. So he switched and saved and made his other dream come true. You're catering a wedding, and the bride says, Everyone is raving about the hors d'oeuvres. My aunt was asking if you do corporate events. Now is the time when the right business card is essential, and Vistaprint can help. Head to Vistaprint.com, and you can customize 500 cards starting at just $9.99. You choose the paper, the shape, and the finish. Whatever your style, create a card that gives you the confidence to own the now. So head to Vistaprint.com and get 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 7474 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 7474. And caller number nine for one million dollars. Rita, complete this quote. Life is like a box of... Oh, I know this one. Chocolates. Uh, you're cutting out, Rita. We need your answer. Uh, oh my goodness. Life is like a box of chocolates. Oh, sorry. That's not what we were looking for. On to caller number ten. Bad network got you glitched out of luck? Switch to Boost Mobile's super reliable, super fast nationwide network and get four lines, each with unlimited gigs, for just $100 a month. Plus, get four free phones. Boost makes it easy to switch. Switching makes it easy to save. Offer ends 4 First line is $100 a month. Lines 2 to 4 free. Requires one line to port in. Video stream set up to 480p+. User get up to 500 kilobits per second. Gaming get up to 2 megabits per second. Data deprioritization during congestion. Free phones require port in. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restricting supply. See dealer for details.
Yeah, the North Carolina Tar Heels. Yeah, you've got a lot of excitement there in Chapel Hill right now for your heels. They survive and they move on in Sweet 16 play. Welcome back to y'all. This is the show that's all about the South and we're all about the ACC each Wednesday. And we bring on the mouth of the ACC, Jonathan Leifheit. He's with CBS Sports Digital and 247sports.com. And the ACC had eight teams enter March Madness. Five survived that opening weekend of college basketball and have advanced into the Sweet 16, including the Heels. Welcome in to y'all, Mr. Leifheit. Hello, how you guys doing? We're doing good, Jonathan. How about that ACC? Yeah, they're doing pretty good. Uh, you know, uh, uh, landing five teams in the Sweet 16, and that's certainly more than any other conference. And uh, they did a pretty good job, I think, of advancing right on through. So um, got a couple of big games, I think, uh, uh, coming up on Thursday with Florida State taking on number one uh, Gonzaga and then uh, uh, Virginia taking on kind of an upstart in, uh, in Oregon. So uh, doing pretty good on Thursday. And then on Friday, they've got uh, uh, North Carolina taking on uh, Auburn. Uh, Virginia Tech and Duke are actually playing each other. So uh, the, mo- the most that can go to the next round will be four because of uh, Virginia Tech playing Duke. Yeah. Well, Jonathan, of course, here on the Y'all Show, we talk about the ACC on Wednesday. We talk about the SEC on Thursday. And when you combine the SEC and ACC teams in the Sweet 16, along with Texas Tech out of the Big 12, I think you have around – three-fourths of all Sweet 16 teams, that would be 75% for all of you who didn't go to Georgia Tech, are from the Southeast. That's not a bad deal for our part of the country, Jonathan. No, it's not. And uh, they've done a pretty good job in the, in the Southeast uh, and the Atlantic Seaboard there getting getting a lot of the folks there. So uh, pretty good. Pretty yeah, good. Pretty I, impressive. I brought it up on the Tuesday, y'all, showed that there was not one single California team in this Sweet 16. And as far as I can remember – it was only UC Irvine that even made it into the NCAA tournament this year. I mean, what's going on out in Cali? You would expect that uh, you know a team like UCLA, with the history they've got, that they would be able to 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 get in on a routine basis. But for whatever reason, they're they're struggling out there. Didn't make it. USC also has a pretty good uh, pretty good background, so they also haven't made it. So, and then you would have thought at least one of the the other California teams, whether it was Cal or uh, or Stanford or or somebody would have found a way in, but nope, not at all. Well, I only bring it up because there's, that's the biggest state in the country, and I'm not sure how many southern states you could add up to equal California, probably several in some cases. If you take Alabama and Mississippi and Arkansas, I'm sure those three added up don't even equal California. Um, not even close. Yeah, Tennessee will throw it. I mean, there's about six state, six southern states equal one California and so many southern states got great teams into the into March Madness, and that's a, that's a great thing here in 2019. And, and again, going over this schedule, Jonathan, we started out Thursday, FSU. They're taking on that number one seed in the West, Gonzaga. That's going to be a 7.09 Eastern, 6.09 tip on CBS. And then from the ACC perspective on Thursday, you have Virginia and Oregon getting together in Louisville, that's a nearly 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 Central tip between number 12 seed Oregon and the Cavaliers. Thank goodness for Virginia fans, Jonathan, that they had a chance to go to the Sweet 16 this year. 
Yeah, after uh, losing to the Labradors last year, everybody was kind of holding their breath. I'm sure all the, all the folks in Whoville were holding their breath on how they would do. And but, uh, they had a little bit they, of a challenge in that first round game too, but they they survived and they advanced, and that's what it's all about. Now on Friday, ACC wise, the North Carolina Tar Heels face off against the Auburn Tigers and Bruce Pearl. That will be your 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 tip on TBS on Friday evening. And then, as you mentioned, that ACC v. ACC game, the Hokies and Duke on CBS. That's a 9.39 Eastern, 8.39 Central tip from Washington, D.C. on Friday evening. And and we uh, want all the ACC teams to do as best as they possibly can in the tourney now jonathan florida state's going to be going into their matchup thursday with one hand tied behind their back because their forward phil cofer is not going to be participating because he recently lost his father and is not traveling to this next round of the ncaa tournament yeah well the the, um that's really sad news for him um but the kind of the good news for uh for florida state is is he's been out for a little bit with a foot injury um, he actually missed uh, at least some of their uh, some of their their games recently. So he's it's not been something they've been able to get used to not playing with him. And certainly, we send our condolences to him. And I think it's the right thing for him to to do is to to go uh, go take care of the family matters and then uh, you know come back. Uh, if, if Florida State's still alive in the tournament when he comes back, then and he's uh, he's all recovered from his injury, then let him play then. Yeah, Leonard Hamilton, coach of the Knolls, said after their win over Murray State that the team had dedicated the remainder of their season to Kofer and his father's uh, funeral scheduled for Saturday there for his father, but uh, just a, a tough deal. And we have an even tougher deal to tell you about in the next segment with the loss in the Georgia Tech football family. want to remind people that we got that news coming up in just a few minutes. But, Jonathan, I saw recently on Bleacher Report they kind of have a breakdown of the – predictions of who all is going to be winning the national championship here in college basketball and no surprise according to these pundits here in the article duke has a very good chance of of winning the national championship here they're the number one overall seed their title chances according to this report 17 and a half percent and just behind them i think virginia has a 12 percent chance of winning the national championship that's according to bleacherreport.com did you see any of the other predictions um yeah so most of the others were, were relatively low um I, I can't remember exactly what north carolina's was but i think they were one of the higher ones as well so uh all of them 11 percent for unc yeah i was thinking they were they were up there so if you uh, kind of add that together that's 23 that's about 40 percent so there's about a 40 percent chance actually a little little north of 40 percent chance that it'll be a an acc team that uh that will be able to that will win it so that's pretty good for the conference and virginia tech has a one percent chance according to the uh, so-called experts at bleacherreport.com but we wish all the acc teams well again in march madness jonathan here's a little women's basketball they've got a chance to win national championships again in the conference notre dame the defending national champion and we kind of know the bracket that's going on in the acc for the women's national search for a basketball champ from the ACC, you have Louisville, their number one seed. They've survived, and they have Oregon State on Friday evening in Albany, New York. That matchup there 
in ACC women's basketball. Then when we move to Saturday, congratulations to the NC State Wolfpack. They're alive. They face off against Iowa in Greensboro, not having to go very far from Raleigh for that matchup. And then the defending champ, Notre Dame, they have Texas A&M in Chicago on Saturday afternoon. And those are your remaining teams in the ACC in the women's NCAA tournament. Yeah, both of the ACC teams on the Saturday not having to travel very far. That should bode well for them. Jonathan, some news broke Tuesday. Speaking of women's college basketball for Georgia Tech, as in battle coach Michelle Joseph was terminated. What do we know about that? Yeah, so uh, the report that came out, um, Georgia Tech hired a, a law firm and an investigative firm uh, to kind of go in and talk through, and they talked to some, I think, about 30, 30 different folks. And and basically it came out that uh, that Michelle Joseph, Coach Michelle Joseph, was, was a rather, uh, shall we say, abusive and uh, verbally abusive and uh, really kind of, uh, I guess the term was used as a bully, um, and so ultimately, as a result of that, um, it was announced that uh, she was uh, she was terminated and let go uh, on Tuesday. Um, Todd Stansberry held a press conference on Tuesday night. I've not had a chance to listen to the audio from that yet. Um, but right now, it does not look good for Michelle Joseph in terms of what she did. Her attorneys are firing back. Um, but I can tell you based on uh, on some inside knowledge that I don't think she's going to have much of a case in terms of uh uh, not getting fired for cause. Again, that's the head coach of Georgia Tech. She's been there, what, 12, 15 years, something like that? Yeah, that sounds about right. I think she was hired uh, I think she was hired in the mid-2000s, so I think it was somewhere in there. So it was right around 2005, 2006-ish, I think it was, something like that. All right. Well, we have more Georgia Tech news after the break, Jonathan, and sadly it's about the death of a football player. We'll have that information about the passing of Brandon Adams. When we come back, this is y'all talk with a Southern accent. And now a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When a client calls, what do you want them to hear? Your personal voicemail? Hey, you've reached Greg's cell phone. Uh, I'm away right now, <laughs> obviously. Uh, leave a message and maybe I'll get back to you. Or something a little more buttoned up, courtesy of Grasshopper. Thanks for calling Green Landscaping. To make an appointment, dial one. For billing, dial two. To speak with Greg Smith, dial There's no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com. Let's observe the inflatable noodle man. His constant undulating entices people to look at me, look at me. He's tireless and brainless, a literal airhead. Curiously, however, the inflatable noodle man, when hearing that Geico not only saves people money, but also has an award-winning app that makes it easy to manage one's policy, he knows you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Just ask an inflatable noodle man. Carefully, they are unpredictable creatures. Ever wonder why Europeans seem to speak so many languages? Maybe it's because they use Babbel, the number one selling language learning app in Europe. Babbel's award-winning technology gets you speaking right away, whether you're learning Spanish, French, or German. And best of all, you'll remember what you've learned. I always thought I was bad at languages, but after using Babbel, I can tell you I was just taught the wrong way. Using Babbel's 10 to 15 minute lessons, you can be speaking confidently in your new language within weeks. I was amazed that I could start having real life conversations right away. It was so fast. Now I'm speaking Spanish. Woohoo! <laughs> 
No wonder Babbel is the number one selling language learning app in Europe. Try it for yourself and see why Babbel is the quick way to get conversational in a new language, like Spanish, French, or more. You can try Babbel for free. Go to Babbel.com or download the app and try it for free. That's Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L.com, or download the app to try it for free. That's Babbel.com. Ramblin' Wreck from Georgia Tech. And we dedicate that song here as we start back our ACC report. I'm John Rawl, joined by Jonathan Lifehite. He's with CBS Sports Digital and 247sports.com. We dedicate that great song, great one of the great songs in all of college sports, to Georgia Tech's defensive lineman, Brandon Adams. He died in Atlanta on Saturday. Jonathan, I know you're very close to the Ramblin' Wreck of Georgia Tech. What do we know about this developing story? Yeah, this was just a, a really sad story. Uh, um, Brandon, uh, apparently he went through a workout. It was, it was it was not a team workout, but his own personal workout on Saturday and then reportedly not did not feel good. And then uh, um, ultimately, I believe I passed out or you know went, became unconscious. Um, and then he ended up in the hospital and never recovered. Um, they believe it was a result of, of an aneurysm, um, or at least that was some early reports. The, the, the coroner's reports, they've started, they've done an autopsy and running tests uh, on him, but uh, um, that seems to be the, the early indications. Um, but just a really, a really sad story. Um, and I, I had the, the, the honor and privilege of interviewing him on a couple of occasions. And I tell you that you wouldn't meet a nicer kid with a, he just had a, a spectacular uh, sense of humor. Um, he was known for the, the guy that, that gave the biggest hugs. And of course, at, you know, at his size at 300, you know, 330 pounds, he could give a big hug and he did it. He did a lot of that. He was just a fantastic kid and a great representative of the Institute. And uh, I know that uh, everybody's going to miss him a lot. And he was a big force on that Georgia Tech defensive side of the ball rising senior he played in 33 games over three seasons he had 41 career tackles and he was a native of brentwood tennessee survived by his mother and a stepfather and a sister we remember the life cut way too short 21 year old brandon adams of georgia tech Jonathan, other news in college football from the ACC. Clemson has lost a wide receiver, Amari Rogers. He suffered a torn ACL in Clemson's spring practice on Monday. And is he someone that got a lot of playing time for Dabo Sweeney? Uh, he got some. Well, he, he did get a good bit of playing time. He was their third leading receiver last year. Um, but Justin Ross and T. Higgins are both both of the kind of the primary guys. Um, so, so Rogers was kind of that third, third guy in the, in the mix. Um, so he certainly caught a lot, five, 55 passes for 575 yards and four touchdowns. Um, I think the bigger loss for them is he was also their primary punt returner. Um, and he had uh, close to 300 return yards and a touchdown 
uh, on the season. So I think Clemson will be okay, um, you know, in terms of receiver, but, uh, you know, the punt returning stuff I think is, is where the bigger loss will be for them um, at this at this point. And Amari Rogers, a junior on the Clemson football team, Dabo Sweeney said that if his rehab after surgery goes well, that he could be back for the 2019 season. Now, Amari Rogers is from college football royalty, Mr. Lifehite. He's the son of former Tennessee star and current Tennessee Vols assistant coach T. Martin, who guided the Big Orange to the 1998 National Championship. Yeah, that he did, and uh, you know, so he's got a, got a, some good bloodlines going on there. Not sure why he has the last name Rogers and T has the last name of Martin, but hey, that's that's the story that we're reading here yep. from David Hale of ESPN.com, pinning that story there from the Clemson football program. How about some recruiting news, Jonathan? There was an article also on ESPN about the state of Florida recruiting. How do the Canes, the Gators, and the ACC Seminoles? All stack up. Not sure if you had a chance to look at this Tom Van Haren article, but uh, if you did, your thoughts on how these three Florida programs, one of which is an SEC school, but how it's all shaping up there in the Sunshine State. Well, you know, I, I went and, and uh, I saw some mention of this, and I so I thought I'd take a look at uh, kind of where they where they currently stand, and and right now they both, all three of them, are looking pretty good in terms of recruiting. Uh, if you look at the 2020 rankings, which granted it's very, very, very early, but that's what this is about. Uh, Miami right now currently has the number two class. Florida has the number six class and Florida state has the number eight class. So all three of them are doing pretty good um, in terms of getting the talent in there. That's Jonathan Lifeheight's early prediction for 2020. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I'd just say it's very early, but that's part of it. <laughs> that's your early, early, early prediction. You know, your double yeah. early prediction. But, uh, yeah. of course, a lot of these other teams like the Clemsons of the world and even the Georgia Techs and uh, let's even say eh, NC State. They've been doing pretty well. They want to change that order if they are able to. ACC Baseball this weekend. Here's your series lineup. The Demon Deacons take on the number 11 Louisville Cardinals. The Duke Blue Devils will be on Tobacco Road going eight miles south down to Chapel Hill to take on the number 16 North Carolina Tar Heels. Virginia and NC State get together on the Diamond in Raleigh this weekend. The Miami Hurricanes and Pitt meet this weekend. Notre Dame will be in Atlanta to take on Georgia Tech. The Clemson Tigers and Virginia Tech have a series on the Diamond this weekend. And lastly, the Boston College Eagles will be at uh, is it Duke Dickhauser Stadium in Tallahassee to take on the number 20-ranked Florida State Seminoles. And that's the ACC Baseball Series for this weekend. Mr. Lifeite, thank you very much. And again, our condolences to you and all of the Georgia Tech family with the loss of a great kid, Brandon Adams, who died at the age of 21 over the weekend. Yes, thank you very much, and uh, I hope you guys have a great rest of the week. All right. Well, that will wrap up this first hour of today's Y'all Show. Stick with us. When we come back in hour two, we've got hashtag Hullabaloo, and we'll go straight to Music Row in Nashville with our country music report from Precious Harris. This is Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. And caller number nine for $1 million. Rita, 
complete this quote. Life is like a box of... Oh, I know this one. Chocolates. Uh, you're cutting out, Rita. We need your answer. Uh, oh my goodness. Life is like a box of chocolates. Oh, sorry. That's not what we were looking for. On to caller number 10. Bad network got you glitched out of luck? Switch to Boost Mobile's super reliable, super fast nationwide network and get four lines, each with unlimited gigs, for just $100 a month. Plus, get four free phones. Boost makes it easy to switch. Switching makes it easy to save. Offer ends 4 First line is $100 a month. Lines 2 to 4 free. Requires one line to port in. Video stream set up to 480p+. Music it up to 500 kilobits per second. Gaming it up to 2 megabits per second. Data deprioritization during congestion. Free phones require port in. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restricting supply. See dealer for details. You're catering a wedding, and the bride says, Everyone is raving about the hors d'oeuvres. My aunt was asking if you do corporate events. Now is the time when the right business card is essential, and Vistaprint can help. Head to Vistaprint.com, and you can customize 500 cards starting at just $9.99. You choose the paper, the shape, and the finish. Whatever your style, create a card that gives you the confidence to own the now. So head to Vistaprint.com and get 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 7474 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 7474. And now, a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When picking a phone number for business, what sounds more professional? Your personal number? Hold on, let me give you my cell. And uh, actually, let me get yours too, just so I don't ignore your call, you know? Or a dedicated business number, courtesy of Grasshopper. It was a pleasure meeting you. Our number is 1-833-IT-TROOP. Give us a call anytime. There's no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com. Long ago, you wouldn't think of galloping on a horse while doing calligraphy. And you wouldn't have attempted to ride your bike while typing a letter. Yet you think you can safely operate a multi-ton vehicle while texting? Behind the wheel is no place to multitask. If you want to BRB, drive now and text later. Lives depend on it. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. The number is 803-816-1170. The number is 803-816-1170. Thank y'all. And this is y'all talk with a Southern accent. And I don't know who the heck that was, but yeah, that's the number to call. If you want to connect with us here on the all Southern program that we call y'all with John Rawl. And that's a number you can text. You can pick up the phone and let your voice be heard or just use your fingers and text us again i'll do it with a non-crazy voice 803-816-1170 on twitter we're at y'all show instagram at y'all show and on the world wide web our awesome new website y'all.com with the link to hear each of our shows you don't want to miss out and go on facebook and like us y'all.com on facebook be a part of the growing army of y'all we need y'all we love y'all and want you to be part of everything going on in the south right here on the southern show that we do call y'all precious harris is coming up in the next segment with her report from music row in nashville tennessee we'll talk about all kind of good stuff that she's going to be sharing with us country music related and more and it's precious harris coming up in just a few minutes here on 
y'all talk with a southern accent right now it's time for hashtag hullabaloo are you ready for that yeah now if you are new to the y'all show bless your heart y'all is the show that's all about the south but specifically a couple times a week we go into social media we find some real good ones as i like to say it maybe i should put an r in there we find some really good good ones good ones right here on the y'all show and they're usually funny but some are informative we kind of have a role here on this show to to educate all y'all with maybe some things you don't know i know recently we've told you all about bradford pears and man they're getting they're getting attacked by all kind of people right now because of they're just a really bad tree i didn't realize bradford pears which were like the first trees a couple of weeks ago to start blooming in most of the south they are real easy to splinter in a storm and can be quite dangerous evidently and so i heard something about some communities are actually requesting people bring in their bradford pear trees and some communities are giving you another tree and instead of a bradford pear poor old bradford pears i can't catch a break these days but they look good that couple of days that they bloom and then i'm no arborist but evidently they're just not a good tree so down with the bradford pear and up with the palmetto tree specifically the cabbage palmetto as a native carolinian that's our state tree and hey i have seen palmetto trees grow and and survive in places you wouldn't expect to see a palmetto tree i've seen a thriving healthy palmetto tree within an hour of memphis tennessee i've seen them in other parts of tennessee you can grow palm trees slash i call them palmetto trees the little smaller palm trees in cold climates that's why the cabbage palmetto is a great tree in the south because it does it's the tree you're going to see more in the north florida it's not the big tall one that sways it's a little short stocky thing but yeah i was i was in alabama the other day i saw some of them there in georgia a lot of them in georgia south georgia especially and i'm not even talking about near the ocean i'm talking albany georgia i saw palmetto trees all over the place and spanish moss Ooh, i've told you before it's my mission in life and death (laughs) but it's probably a lot of you have the same kind of goal put me where spanish moss is i just i just love it i I don't have to be on the ocean i just need to be near an ocean and when you get to lower alabama and southwest georgia and then all along the atlantic corridor when you get across to lower alabama on the gulf side and mississippi's got some louisiana has a lot texas has good old spanish moss they even got spanish moss in the bottom of arkansas not far from oh i guess stuttgart no even further south it's actually what is that paragould no what the heck is the name that town magnolia arkansas that's what i was trying to think an area i just don't go through a lot sorry sorry all you mule rider fans sorry all you bull weevil fans there in southern arkansas uh i I need to get there more often but uh yeah they have some spanish moss even in the natural state so that's that's what i like but enough tree talk here let's get to hashtag hullabaloo we've got brindle on twitter at a brindisi life 
Love that. At A-B-R-E-N-D-E-E-Z-Y Life. It ain't easy being Brendeezy. That's the profile from Brendel on Twitter. I like that. Here's what Brendel says. Every time I buy bottled sweet tea, I expect it to have a taste like home-brewed sweet tea, and then I am severely disappointed when it doesn't. Why do I keep doing this to myself? I'm just a hashtag Southern guy. Not in the South. Who wants some good sweet tea? Brenda, I feel your pain. I really do. And I don't know where you're buying your tea and where you're getting it. Every time you say you buy bottled sweet tea, you think it's going to taste like home-brewed sweet tea? Uh... This is a real problem, Brenda. We, we got problems. This is a serious problem for a lot of Southerners. How do you get past that problem? Well, first of all, in the South, let me tell you my expert knowledge of a, as a guy who literally, and, and we're going to do more of this. We want y'all to join us, by the way. For a number of years, y'all and y'all.com and y'all magazine, we put on sweet tea challenges in many Southern states. And... I, kind of along with my partner in crime, Keith, with Y'all Magazine, we we were kind of the czars of all things sweet tea. <laughs> hey, nobody else was claiming it, so we, we took that mantle and proudly claim it. And still do. We want to go have sweet tea challenges all over the South like we did years ago, and we're going to do it, by golly. But let me tell you, as someone who knows a thing or two about tea, there are few bottled tea and i don't know brindle if you're talking about glass bottled tea i don't think you mean it like like that i think you're talking about the plastic milk container type offerings of of tea that you can find here is the lowdown on that my friend and i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna make you put a smile on your face if you live in an area where these particular offerings are available okay a darn good tea option not the best but it's a darn good option when it comes to sweet tea that you can find in a grocery store it's milo's out of birmingham now milo's is pretty good it's not the best it is not the best but it's pretty good they even have a calorie free version of it and here's the real key on milo's if you're ever in central Alabama, if you're ever going through I-65 or I-20 or 59, they've got actual brick-and-mortar locations of Milo's in the heart of Dixie, in the Birmingham area. Stop. They've got a very unusual burger with the little barbecue sauce that you can buy there that's really good. Great fries. The burger is not the world's greatest, but it's different. I'll give them credit on that. It's good. The, the fries are fantastic, but it's that tea, and, and they really do a great job. And when you go to an actual location of a real Milo's store, you're going to have many choices of tea there, including that calorie-free, they got, I guess, uh, a, a diet tea, which is different from the calorie-free, I think. I, I don't know. I don't know. But they got great sweet tea, and it's better than you'll find in the grocery store edition of Milo's Tea. They're at the brick-and-mortar Milo's. Okay, so Milo's wins the award of honorary best tea that you can buy in a store in the South. The best tea that you can purchase in the Southeast, and sadly, about half of the South, this is not an option for you. 
there's a demarcation line somewhere between Alabama and Mississippi, and then there's a demarcation line around Nashville heading east. For whatever crazy reason, Florida-based Publix does not go beyond Nashville heading west, and they're not brave enough, I guess, to go into Mississippi. I don't think they're on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. I know they're not in central and north Mississippi, but you've got public stores in Birmingham, I know. But Publix brand tea is the best. Now, not only is it the best tasting, authentic tasting bottled tea, it actually, they put something in it where it lasts for weeks. So you can literally put it in the corner and not have to worry about using it instantly when you get home from the grocery store. Publix brand tea. And they even have, if you go to the store, they not only have the the gallon jugs that you can buy, both sweet and unsweet, but they even have like little 20 ounce, I don't think of that much, maybe 16 ounce bottled versions of it that you can take. Good stuff. And I need to do this again. As I said, y'all has been kind of a czar of all things tea. And one of our great accomplishments of y'all magazine, and I don't want to sit here and tell you about stories from years ago, but hey, we're talking tea now. You got to, you got to bear with me here. One of the great coups that I did, I went to a trade show once in Sarasota, Florida, which is Publix country, lots of public stores in that part of Florida. And in order to kind of show off our southernness and to show off our sweet teaness, I went and bought a bunch of Publix jugs of tea and brought them back to the convention. And we served up sweet tea in South Florida or whatever you want to call that part of Florida, Sarasota. And people were blown away. They couldn't believe that we made such great tea while on the road at this convention. Now, little did they know it came from a bottle underneath the table that we had just gone down to Publix and bought for a couple of dollars. But I'm not telling them. <laughs> they loved it. Especially, I just came from the Southeast Tourism Society's convention last week in Daytona Beach, Florida. You couldn't get good tea at these hotels and these convention centers. They don't have t- sweet tea. They have water and they have unsweet tea that you have to beg for at most of these large conventions. You know what I'm talking about. If you've been to any of these kind of things and good golly, if you try to buy a beer at one of these hotel bars, I think a Budweiser costs me about six bucks. I'm not Baptist. I don't mind talking about beer. (laughs) I spent $6 on a Budweiser. That's a lot of money for a Bud. I don't need any kind of fancy drink, but my point is it was not cheap, but to have tea there at that kind of convention was, it was a great thing. And it was a, Wonderful thing for the people that came by our booth. So there is a hint. If you have to go into an area and you want to impress people, have some sweet tea. But don't go make it yourself. Just go down to Publix and get it and take it back. And you will be the hit. You will be the hit of the whole trade show if you have to do something like I did. But hopefully, Brendel, those tips are going to help you in your quest to find really good tea. Good luck there. Cassandra Ryan is on Twitter at Cass and underscore R-A-W-R. And I love this. Her Twitter profile says, don't follow me. I'm still not sure where I'm going. (laughs) Hey, Cassandra Ryan. Oh, that's good stuff. All right. Now, your tweet that we found is a tweet that has a black and white picture of Scarlett O'Hara attached to it. And it says, today is a great day for a southern baby shower. And it's not 
Scarlett O'Hara, now that I look at the picture, it's, it's, I guess, Cassandra trying to give her best Scarlett O'Hara appearance. Remember, this is now, this year, the 80th anniversary of the debut of Gone with the Wind. So all you GWTW fans out there, happy 80th birthday of this great movie, a great Southern classic that this year is getting some spins in some of our theaters on a limited run in the Southeast. But hey, a baby shower, you know, as a guy, and I'm going to confess here, I've only been to one baby shower and that was for my own when my ex-wife had a shower for her and I got to attend since I was the father figure there. But if you're a female, especially, I guess, in your late 20s and 30s, and all your buddies are having babies, you get invited to a bunch of these darn things. And I, I know maybe they're a lot of fun, but you, they're usually in the middle of like a Sunday afternoon. And how much fun can you have in the middle of a Sunday afternoon when you know you got to go to work the next day? You maybe just got back from church. And I don't know, but I will tell you that at least according to this picture from Cassandra Ryan, it looks like she's having fun. So maybe baby showers really are a great thing. And I know the one baby shower I went to, they had an unbelievable, unbelievable cake, like a custom cake. And if every baby shower had that kind of good cake, I say skip the wedding cake, go straight for the baby shower cake. That That's my advice. But yeah, all of you have to attend baby showers constantly. Kudos to you. And thank you for having those babies. See, without little Southerners, we wouldn't have a show. Got to look for the future. Underground Magnolia Podcast. What a name. That's on Twitter, at Underground Mag 6. And Underground Magnolia Podcast, a New Orleans native, a cultural critic, a journalist, and filmmaker. And I guess they make the Underground Magnolia Podcast. I need to go check that out. Here the Y'all Show is a podcast available in iTunes and other social media platforms in addition to airing on great radio stations in the southeast so however you're listening to me right now thank you and please come again (laughs) but here's the tweet from underground magnolia podcast my baby makes gumbo from scratch using my mom's recipe yay to new orleans grandmothers well that's a sweet gesture there from underground magnolia podcast gumbo truly one of the great concoctions of our region i I know louisiana you get a big old thumbs up for that cajun country especially but yeah it's a, a wonderful thing unfortunately outside of the coastal south the gulf south it's hard to find really good gumbo unless you've had an expatriate from louisiana move into the area and open up some kind of cajun restaurant I know Popeye's maybe has some kind of gumbo-related offering, but for the most part, eh, it's it's rough going. And gumbo is so good, especially if it's got some good okra, or as I call it, okra. If it's got some good okra in there and other things added to it, ooh, good. And Underground Magnolia Podcast, you, you give a shout-out to New Orleans grandmothers. Well, all you grannies out there, all you Meemaws and Mimis and whatever the other nicknames that we have for our wonderful grandmothers, both that are with us now and have moved on to the great beyond. Thank you for the great gumbo. Gumbos and granny, a good concoction, a good combination. All right, here's a good tweet coming from a food standpoint, and it's got to do with moon pies. 
It comes from Jocelyn Dorgan, who's a blogger and co-author of Etched in Shadow Hill Cemetery. And she write, she writes on Twitter, I remember when I'd race home from school for a moon pie, chocolate milk, and dark shadows. That from Jocelyn Dorgan at Jocelyn A. Dorgan on Twitter. All right. So she raced home from school for a moon pie, chocolate. That's a lot of chocolate. Moon pie and a chocolate milk. And then dark shadows. Now, I'm going to tell you what dark shadows is here in a minute. If you were like me and weren't really sure what she was talking about. Now, Jocelyn got a reply back on Twitter from Danielle Thorne. Danielle wrote, love me a moon pie. You must be a Southern girl, too. And then Jocelyn replied, actually, I'm not. Although I went to college in the South. But sure, I love that marshmallow goodness with the crispy graham cracker wrapped in chocolate deliciousness. I would start dreaming about them as I watched the clock at school tick toward 3.30. Now, that's what's wrong with our education now. We had kids back in those days thinking about getting out of school at 3.30. I think kids now get out at like noon (laughs) in a lot of places. And back in those days, kids would stay till 3.30 because they knew they were going to get a moon pie when they got home. Now, I don't know what they get. But uh, someone else chimed in on this thread from Bree Livingston at Bree Live Writes. Don't forget RC Cola. RC Cola Moon Pie all go together. Now, I want to tell you a little bit about the other thing mentioned here from Jocelyn, where she said she couldn't wait to get home from school for a moon pie, chocolate milk, and dark shadows. Now, that one was above my head. I had to do some research. Our crack research team here at the Y'all Show found out that Dark Shadows was an American soap opera that aired weekdays on ABC from June of 1966 to April of 1971. The show depicted the lives, loves, trials, and tribulations of the wealthy Collins family of Collinsport, Maine, where a number of supernatural occurrences take place. And the star of Dark Shadows was actress Joan Bennett. Now, if you don't know who that is, she had a very famous nephew. Her nephew, John Bennett of Dark Shadows, was the TV host Morton Downey Jr., a name from back in the 80s who had a really fun show to watch if you were able to catch it. So good stuff there coming from Jocelyn Dorgan on Twitter, all about moon pies, chocolate milk, and a little Dark Shadows. Appreciate that. And now a gif that's very timely. This is a gif relating to Jesse Smollett, the actor that claimed that he was beat up in Chicago the other week and on Tuesday, I don't know why the prosecutors in the Windy City dropped the charges against him of where he made up the whole assault. Someone put on Twitter that story, the headline that says, Prosecutors Dropped Charges Against Jussie Smollett of, I think, the show's Empire. And the picture has him walking out of the, I guess, courthouse. Prosecutors dropped charges against Jesse Smollett. This is looks like a real story, except the big red Heading over this gif, it says, I hope he doesn't beat himself up over this. (laughs) That, of course, getting out of the charges against him. I hope he doesn't beat himself up over this fact that he has had his charges dropped. Jesse Smollett. And that is hashtag hullabaloo. Hope you had some fun learning about good old public sweet tea. Jesse Smollett and moon pies, chocolate milk and dark shadows from ABC back in the late 60s. This is the Y'all Show. When we come back, we're going to take you to Music Row, Nashville, Tennessee. Precious Harris is standing by, and we've got the Nashville Music Line Report coming right up. Stay with us. Music Row, Nashville, Tennessee. 
Wes worked hard to make his dream of playing in the NHL come true. Every day, he'd be out playing street hockey, constantly. Townspeople would drive by and shout, Get out of the street! But Wes never gave up. Well, until one day when someone yelled, Get in the car, you're going to make us all late to work! Because Wes was a 43-year-old accountant and he commuted with that guy downtown. So Wes never played in the NHL. But he did hear how Geico, proud partner of the NHL, could save him money on car insurance. So he switched and saved and made his other dream come true. You're catering a wedding, and the bride says, Everyone is raving about the hors d'oeuvres. My aunt was asking if you do corporate events. Now is the time when the right business card is essential, and Vistaprint can help. Head to Vistaprint.com, and you can customize 500 cards starting at just $9.99. You choose the paper, the shape, and the finish. Whatever your style, create a card that gives you the confidence to own the now. So head to Vistaprint.com and get 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 7474 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 7474. And caller number nine for one million dollars. Rita, complete this quote. Life is like a box of... Oh, I know this one. Chocolates. Uh, you're cutting out, Rita. We need your answer. Uh, oh my goodness. Life is like a box of chocolates. Oh, sorry. That's not what we were looking for. On to caller number ten. Bad network got you glitched out of luck? Switch to Boost Mobile's super reliable, super fast nationwide network and get four lines, each with unlimited gigs, for just $100 a month. Plus, get four free phones. Boost makes it easy to switch. Switching makes it easy to save. Offer ends 4 First line is $100 a month. Lines 2 to 4 free. Requires one line to port in. Video stream set up to 480p+. Music it up to 500 kilobits per second. Gaming it up to 2 megabits per second. Data deprioritization during congestion. Free phones require port in. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restricting supply. See dealer for details. Each morning the sun shines through my window Lands on the face of a dream come true I shuffle to the kitchen for my coffee And catch up on the front page morning news Then she walks up behind me And throws her arms around my neck Just another normal thing I come to expect it's ordinary, plain and simple, typical of this everyday, same old, same old, and it's Great sounding track from Rascal Flats, taking you back to 2000 when that was a top 10 song for the boys. This Everyday Love, a great song. I remember cutting grass in that time period, listening to that song on the radio, my little Walkman, <laughs> and it sure made the grass cutting a lot more enjoyable. And that's one of the great things about country music. It's portable. You can take it with you when you do those errands or when you do things like me, cut grass in the hot summer months. And thank you, Rascal Flats. That out on Lyric Street Records. That was a label tied into Disney. And the boys had that song 20 years ago almost, this everyday love. This is the Y'all Show with John Rawl. This is our Nashville Music Line Report, Precious Harris. Well, let's just... 
she just had a late night last night so she's going to be joining us any second now she was at the Tin pan south songwriters festival so i knew she had a late night she's going to join me i hope here momentarily so we'll, we'll give her a few more minutes to get all gussied up but we do want to let you know that we're hoping to have her come on and file her very timely report of what's going on in nashville music city this is our country music spotlight here on the all southern pro program we call y'all and speaking of rascal flats here on the y'all show we want to give you some news about the boys they've been presented with pandora's billionaire plaque and this milestone plaque marks the trio's their effort of receiving over four billion streams on pandora one band 10 albums 17 number one hits over 27 million records sold and they've got a new single called back to life it's currently ascending at country music radio and it follows back-to-back chart topping singles yours if you want it as well as i like the sound of that on big machine records rascal flats recently dropped a four-song ep jukebox as a surprise for fans and it features special spins on their most loved song so rascal flats picking up the billionaire plaque from pandora now if you're a music lover like i am and i bet you you are hasn't pandora been a really cool thing in the last 15 years that you've been able to add to your smartphone or perhaps you have it on your computer i've actually never signed up for the premium subscription on pandora so i really don't want to get into what it cost or the features and all that but it it's a, been a very very good thing especially if you're like me and you like your obscure 80s and 90s country music musicians you can go on there and they have their own kind of repertoire and it, it's a really really neat thing pandora and again rascal flats getting the big award there this week from the pandora association with the billionaire plaque hey how about some more current country music hit makers kip moore he's kicked off the second leg of his headlining tour room to spare acoustic tour and he had a weekend of sold out shows the opening stint began with sellouts in chicago and then it moved on to indianapolis and wrapped up in precious's old stomping ground of bowling green kentucky kip moore continues on his headlining tour with stops in minneapolis also in Iowa and in Springfield, Missouri. I wonder if he's going to go by the Bass Pro Shop while he's there. He's got a special guest, Charlie Worsham, out of Grenada, Mississippi, on these select shows. And you can go get a full list of tour dates and purchase tickets by visiting kipmore.net. Now, Kip recently released his next single, which is called The Bull. <laughs> I like the sound of that one. I haven't seen a song called The Bull, but yeah, that's the new one. And it was taken from his third studio album, Slow Heart, that had his fourth number one hit, More Girls Like You. His three previous number one hit singles, the gold certified Beer Money, the platinum certified Hey Pretty Girl, and the double platinum breakout hit, Something About a Truck. <laughs> now that one is country. In an age where it's hard to find artists who have really country, country, country music, something about a truck that would that one was great i don't know if kip wrote that thing but he should have and whoever wrote that they they knew what they were talking about when they pinned something about a truck i need to find that one and give it a spin here on the y'all show sometime but kip moore out touring the land right now and if you want to catch him in concert remember he's going to be in bowling green 
and he also uh, maybe he was just in ball he's going to be in springfield missouri that's i guess the closest southern spot left remaining on the tour maybe when he was in bowling green he went by the corvette museum that they have there they build corvettes in bowling green there in western kentucky more news on brooks and dunn they've released another taste of their upcoming collaboration project reboot and that's coming out in just a few days april 5th remember monday is april 1st so that would be the friday of next week ain't nothing about you that's a duet with brett young the former mississippi land shark baseball player and that duet ain't nothing about you is out right now and this collaboration offers up a twist on the track which is in the hands of producer dan huff now ronnie explained that dan really ran with this one he locked into the funky groove on the guitar with a killer light r&b vibe and it's perfect for brett's voice the album reboot will see brooks and dunn team up with kane brown thomas rett and brett young also lanco ashley mcbride brothers osborne luke combs midland cody johnson john party tyler booth and casey musgraves all performing reignited versions of brooks and dunn's biggest hits and we've sampled already some of the songs on there in fact a couple weeks ago we had luke combs performing brand new man alongside brooks and dunn that was the song that kind of got them going in the early 90s and reboot is out right now and i don't know i'm still i need to get precious on here and have her explain the real deal with brooks and dunn was it a was it a happy divide divorce it wasn't really a divorce uh, a little mutual time apart (laughs) what do they call that in relationships see i'm not very good at relationships but uh, i think we just need some time i think is the common term well they they kind of i guess were always friendly to each other it's not like they had a divorce but they went off and did their own things i know ronnie had his own little solo thing nothing really big came from that and it's good to see these two back together and with this album reboot out right now maybe you'll see more and more brooks and dunn greatness a lot of people a lot of your current country music hit makers cite brooks and dunn as one of their big influences when they were into music in their early years and and perhaps help lead them to music row nashville tennessee here's another duo maddie and tay and they have unveiled details for their upcoming ep one heart to another that comes out april 26 on mercury nashville records now the effort's going to feature five tracks predominantly co-written by maddie and tay's maddie marlowe and taylor die and the project represents stories of love loss and redemption and it's a snapshot of more music to come from the award-winning duo later this year and according to maddie the project is about two best friends experiencing the highest of highs the lowest of lows and everything in between together and she hopes that fans will hear the vulnerability, heartbreak, strength, truth, and passion that they poured into the effort. Now, Maddie and Tay were recently, they got the Duo of the Year nomination for the upcoming 54th Academy of Country Music Awards. And it marks their sixth career nomination from the ACM. So they're the modern day, it sounds like the modern day Brooks and Dunn, Maddie and Tay and putting out great music and again they've got this upcoming ep one heart to another coming out at the end of april on mercury nashville 
Well, that's a taste of some of the country music news, but we got more where that came from. Stay tuned. We'll be back with our final segment of the day, and perhaps Precious Harris will wake up and give us a call. No, I know she's awake. <laughs> she's, she's just recovering from a late night at 10 Pan South, and we'll ask her how it was if she's going to call us. That's up next here as we wrap up today's Y'all. And now, a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When a client calls, what do you want them to hear? Your personal voicemail? Hey, you've reached Greg's cell phone. Uh, I'm away right now, <laughs> obviously. Uh, leave a message and maybe I'll get back to you. Or something a little time. more buttoned up, courtesy of Grasshopper. Thanks for calling Green Landscaping. To make an appointment, dial 1. For billing, dial 2. To speak with Greg Smith, dial There's three. no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com. Let's observe the inflatable noodle man. His constant undulating entices people to look at me, look at me. He's tireless and brainless, a literal airhead. Curiously, however, the inflatable noodle man, when hearing that Geico not only saves people money, but also has an award-winning app that makes it easy to manage one's policy, he knows you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Just ask an inflatable noodle man. Carefully, they are unpredictable creatures. Y'all talk with a southern accent as we roll on with our country music news and notes. I'm John Rawl. And during the break, we were lucky enough to get a call from Precious Harris, Nashville Music Line, and collegeofsongology.com. And we'll bring her on in just a second. And we did our best Precious impression in the previous segment with all the country music news and notes. But it sounds better coming from her. But before we bring Precious on, we've got a trivia question here to start this final segment of today's show and we we hear that song playing in the background how forever feels spent six weeks atop the billboard country singles chart beginning in march 1999 for which laid-back country music artist and we'll have the answer when we wrap up this segment in a few minutes but precious welcome into the y'all show well thank you and we do have a lot of country music news so thank you very much. Yeah, well, and I had well, to go ahead and jump on some of this stuff. It sounds more impressive coming from you, but we know you had a late night. So tell us what in the world happened last night. Well, it's so funny you should say that about Kenny Chesney. I didn't know how you gave away the answer. Oh, no. <laughs> That's okay. Oh, no. oh, it's okay. But the funny thing was I, was I went to the songwriter show. It's the world's, the world's, not United States. The world's largest songwriters festival that is all songwriters and at 10 it's called 10 pan south and the and so i went last night and saw some of my buddies from ascap and bmi and uh csac and 
one of the guys, um, the, uh, there was a full-on symphony. There was a harp. There was a cello. Uh, I'm sorry, not a cello. Uh, a violin and a piano, and it was amazing. It was Brent James, Lee Thomas Miller, and uh, Wendell Mobley. And uh, they were doing some of their hits. And, of course, Brett James's super mega smashes, Jesus Take the Wheel. But if you could hear the symphony behind it with a harp, I mean, I'm not using an emotional and a songwriter's round, but it just sounded like you were in heaven hearing that harp. It was amazing. So, yes, I did get in at, like, midnight last night. But, Lord, it was worth it. Yeah, well, again, this is the largest songwriter festival, I guess, in the country. I know South by Southwest has some stuff, too, but a great event. It's certainly the largest Nashville has each year, and you and I were able to go to an event last year for this thing, and so really, really cool stuff each year for a tribute to songwriters in Music City. Yes, and it's wonderful. We have uh, people there from Ireland uh, for the Mixer on Monday night. We had people from Sweden, England. It was just like an amazing, amazing day and it's going to be an amazing week for the rest of the week there's some so i'll be able to tell some good bits next wednesday too well we're looking forward to it precious now let's talk about that girl that we talk about from time to time the kentucky native carly pierce she's just got back from an international journey that saw her appear on c2c festival that's in london glasgow not the one in kentucky the one over in <laughs> uh, england i guess or scotland glasgow and then in dublin ireland Tell me about her trip across the pond. Well, you know, this is like her first appearance at what they call the C2C. It's a country music festival over there that goes from this country to that country to that country. Mainly it's Ireland and Scotland and, and, you know, England. But then uh, she also went from there and trekked down all the way to Australia. So I bet her sleep patterns are really off at the CMC Rocks Festival. So, and of course, uh, I'm so excited because she's up for ACM female, new female artist of the year, uh, which will be on the ACM's live on April the 7th from Las Vegas. And uh, so it's pretty exciting. And of course, you know, she was actually uh, in the, also in the new Country Music Hall of Fame, along with Kane Brown and some other newcomers um, for her museum, the museum's new exhibit of american currents they call it so anyway it's going to be up there so if you're coming to nashville hopefully before february the 8th 2020 you'll be able to see this exhibit a friend of mine got to go unfortunately i did not get to go to the pre-party but they said it was just really really cool to see some of the up-and-comers have this at the country music hall of fame because usually it'll get in there till way much later you know this is breaking news here in our country music spotlight with precious harris did i just hear you say you did not did not attend a party what? Yeah. You're going to think I'm terrible, too. I missed Dustin Lynch's party Monday. Oh. Let's not talk about that. I don't, I don't want to talk about it. I'm, I know. Well, you know, I had the mixer. I couldn't really go because I had the mixer for the Tampan South. And since I'm credentialed media, I was at both, unfortunately, both events. But one of my friends were who is more of the, like the show prep stuff. So she's gone and given me some radio notes. So I'm good to go on that. So the best in both worlds but you know i had to you know when nsai has given you a media pass for almost 18 years you probably need to go i understand <laughs> well you know you got the whole south depending on you precious here on the y'all show you are our eyes and ears we live vicariously through you on music row so we understand we understand okay. but uh next time we'll have to have you be 
duplicated somehow and and cover all the different things but yeah carly pierce she's got this exhibit there at the country music hall of fame as you called it the american currents display alongside fellow southerners like kane brown and you can go on there and see some of these new artists featured in the country music hall of fame in downtown nashville tennessee now, I don't know how much they have in the Country Music Hall of Fame for this Grand Ole Opry star, Jeannie Seeley, but she's in the news. The Grammy Award winner is included in the, well, she's in there with the current American Currents, too. What do we know about how they included Jeannie Seeley as part of this display? Because she still has a career now. She's just uh, finishing up the touches. Actually, we might even ha- have to we're have a, we've got some things from a record label that I freelance for mm-hmm. some recordings that Jeannie didn't know existed from 1977. And uh, it was called the Navy Hoedown Show. And we have some things we're meeting with her, but she just finished her record. And uh, so she's uh, wanting to see what we've got. She was very thrilled to have it because she apparently was in a bad car wreck during the recording of this and didn't get to finish the the rest of the recording so we're excited but she does she's been working with tim atwood who is the music city mainstay musician producer and everything and working on a new record so she's i think they said the other night at the uh at the little dinner thing they had that she is working on 50 years plus career in the music industry Jeannie Seeley is now 78 years old. She kind of broke through in the late 60s with her number two single, Don't Touch Me. That was out in 1966. She's been a longtime member of the Grand Ole Opry and just very active. She may be pushing 80, but man, she's all over the place, Precious. Oh, totally. Totally. And I love it. She's the sweetest thing. Of course, we're Facebook friends and just friends out. So, you know, and I just love it because she's always smiling. I mean, I think she's got like a permanent smile on Betty. She's <laughs> the sweetest person ever you want to meet. And she's doing all that while still being a damn Yankee because she's from Pennsylvania originally. So but, I know. But uh, that's okay. She's been living in the South, I'm sure, most of her life. So we'll we'll go ahead and claim Jeannie Seeley from Titusville, Pennsylvania. That's where her hometown is. Precious, this other Yankee I, I got to talk about, she's not necessarily a singer, but I got this released the other day. Catherine Bach, she appeared on Hallmark Channel this week on a show called Home and Family. Of course, she was Daisy Duke on the Dukes of Hazard, and I know she's been in and out of Nashville for a long time, but I know that as a child, my older brother, I'm not going to say that I had it, my older brother had a famous <laughs> Daisy Duke poster on the wall, which, by the way, that thing sold 5 million copies back in the 80s, and it even caused a stir when Nancy Reagan took a liking to Catherine Bach after Bach visited the White House and I think gave her one of the posters. And when she starred on the Dukes of Hazard back in the 1980s, her legs were insured for one million dollars so yeah did you have a daisy duke poster no but my brothers did <laughs> both of them. you had more than one in the household all right i had two which is crazy i don't know why they could have one but they each one of their own daisy duke wow so, yeah yeah and i also got one of my girlfriends uh she had a she was one of the trashettes from confederate railroad and uh, i had gotten them a trashettes poster you know and they're like Oh, my gosh. I said, I know. They said, you know that we're married now. <laughs> I know you are, but I'm still giving it to you because I know how much you love the, the, the poster from uh, Little Miss Daisy Duke. 
So, matter of fact, my brother still got that poster. So. Yeah, I wish I had one. Now, this appearance on the show Home and Family it debuted on Monday, but you can catch reruns on the the channel there, Hallmark. And again, she's on there, and she made nachos and banana ice cream sandwiches on Home and Family in the kitchen there, Catherine Bach. Here's some news about John Barry. He's getting ready to release a, an official music video for the song The Richest Man, a heartfelt official video out from his Thomas Road album. Oh, yeah. John, of course, I knew John in the chicken soup for the country soul days, which is like late 90s. But uh, actually, John's one of the stories that we would get the most comments about beside Chain of Love, which is the winner, and the song by Clay Walker, the story behind that. But John Barry had a woman who could not hear, and she wanted to hear him sing Silent Night a cappella. Mm-hmm. So she put her hands in his throat, around his throat, so she could hear his vocal cords move, and he sang Silent Night. And when he did, tears started streaming down her face in John's too. But if you get a chance, look up that story. It's a very, very moving story. Well, the new album John Barry has out is dedicated to his father and a great guy, great South Carolinian slash Georgian, John Barry. Now, we got to answer that trivia question. How Forever Feels spent six weeks atop the Billboard Country Singles Chart beginning in March 1999 for which laid-back country music artist precious has kind of already let the cat out of the bag but just in case you had a q-tip in your ear the answer (laughs) is kenny chesney yeah he says he almost didn't release it because tim mcgraw had previously cut this song and kenny chesney's version hit number one back in 1999 and then tim mcgraw chose not to release his own version that's good tim very nice of you. On this week in country music history, Roger Miller was number one on the singles chart with King of the Road back in 1965. Clint Black wow. Clint Black hit the top of the charts with When My Ship Comes In in 1993. And Shania Twain was inducted into the Canadian Music Hall of Fame in 2011. Birthdays this week, Ronnie McDowell and the aforementioned Kenny Chesney all had birthdays on the 26th. Reba McIntyre, she turns, what, 65? four years old this week as she was born in 1955 her birthday march 28th brady seals of little texas he turns well i don't know his age his birthday is march 29th and then justin moore turns 35 on the 30th of march and thomas rett he turns a big old 29 years old on march 30th those are your country music birthdays for the week precious continued success at 10 pan south the rest of the week we appreciate you taking a little time to roll out of bed here after a late night and we look <laughs> we look forward to catching up with you again next week sounds good i'll have some some other some secret news that i can release next week too i'm hoping all right, told me after, all right. Well, we can't so. wait we're on we're on the edge we're waiting for that precious harris everybody thank you have a good day. Bye-bye. All right. Well, that will conclude our Y'all Show for today. Thank y'all for listening. We'll be right back here on Thursday, y'all, with some great stuff. In fact, we've got another great music interview to pass along. It's with newcomer Zach Stone. Now, this is part of our CRS tape series here on the Y'all Show, where we captured a lot of artists at the Country Radio Seminar a couple of weeks ago. Now, Zach is an awesome talent, but he's also a heck of a baseball knowledge and, and player. And since tomorrow is opening day in baseball, he's going to be on, and we'll talk baseball and some country music with Zach Stone, the Texan 
on tomorrow's Y'all Show. Plus, we'll have our SEC Spotlight for SEC teams in March Madness. All of that tomorrow on Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. And now, a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When picking a phone number for business, what sounds more professional? Your personal number? Uh, Hold on, let me give you my cell. And uh, actually, let me get yours too, just so I don't ignore your call, you know? Or a dedicated business number, courtesy of Grasshopper. It was a pleasure meeting you. Our number is 1-833-IT-TROOP. Give us a call anytime. There's no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com.